amount of people to come here and ask to buy guns or ask me to, <laughs> how much will I cost? How much would it cost them to kill their neighbour? Uh, women knocking on the door, will, can, will you kill my husband for three and a half grand? You know, like just off the street, knocking on, excuse me. And, and what about the geezer from Coventry, Dave? Oh, yeah, some other geezer turned up, like completely all, yeah, all dressed up like a gangster. We're all sitting in the caravan outside, and he's walked up with a long crombie straight in, knocked on the door. Remember me? No. We're in here, and we're in here, and he's going, Davey, hey, you ain't changed, remember me? And we're all going like, don't know him. And he went, Dave, don't you remember me? He went, it's me. Killed 13 people for you. And he went, fuck me, yeah, I bet you have. You must remember me paying you. He went, no, no, I don't all for free. I don't all for free. Do you remember? He said, I was the one. Oh, the one that had the suits made with the special it. compartments for the guns. And to put this on off shotguns. Off, <laughs> completely <laughs> out there. And he went, um, really, Dave, what I need is, I'm from Coventry, I've come down, I spoke with all the big families up there, and I need, uh, <laughs> he said, I need um, cannabis, <laughs> I need bags, big bags of weed, right? and he said, I need steroids. I said, what we'll do, I said, if you want weed, just ring up and say you need Mr. Brown. Yeah? I said, like, because we've got to be a bit covert on the We're phone. just doing it to make each other laugh, yeah. haven't we, yeah? Right. And, he, and he's running with so it. So he went, OK. And I said, and if you want steroids, just ring up and ask for Mr. Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> In today's episode, you'll get to hear about some of the more eccentric characters who turn up at Dave's house and why I ended up there. You'll also hear about when things don't go according to plan. We all have a bad day at work, but when crime goes wrong, the consequences can be harsh. You also get to hear Dave's unusual perspective on going to prison. My name's Matt Price, and this is Conversations with Criminals. This is episode two of a season that's dedicated to understanding Dave Courtney. So you may be wondering, well, who are you and why are you at Dave Courtney's house exactly? I'm Matt, and I'll be getting more into that as we go. Now, I won't dwell on this, but my partner Martha was attacked by a drug dealer who lived in the flat above her in Glasgow. Him and his two friends nearly killed her, and all because she asked him to turn his music down at 1am on a Monday morning. He was dealing cocaine, and he was taking steroids at the time. Now, instead of taking revenge, I started speaking to people who'd been on the wrong side of the law to try and understand them. Then in 2013, I met Dave and Brendan. I tell you what's funny, Dave, you've got to tell them about the geezer who blew up the wrong car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you was on the phone with him. <laughs> Ray. Ray done that. It was a fellow that lived where I lived. I couldn't stand him, right? Anyways, he was always arguing about parking spaces. I could have had three or four cars at a time, and a couple of them were American cars. You know, that, uh, uh, stupid arguments, but... And then he ended up with a new Rover. And he's got that outside, so I've rung someone up to come round and set light to it. And it must have coloured, though. Yeah, yellow. Yeah. And... Um, so Ray sent Ray round to blow it up. Ray round to blow it up. So I've rung, I've rung the geezer. I went about... I said, you won't be moaning about the parking space anymore. If you look, see in the fucking state of your car, you can't. Uh, he went, it's that wrong with my car. <laughs> that wrong with my car. He said, that one's blown up outside, but I don't know who that is. Right, my one's up the road, and I'll cross himself up and told him I've fucking done it. <laughs> Martha's neighbour continued living in the flat above her for several years. When he stopped taking steroids, he shrunk in size and confidence. I don't know, maybe three years, two years later, 
my smoke alarm went off. I was making falafel. He came down and banged my door. And he said, your smoke alarm, get it sorted. You're, you're being a nuisance. And I said to him, remember the last time when somebody was a nuisance? Do you remember that? And he went, I'm not down here for that. And he started to get upset. Just get that sorted out. He says, don't test me on this. And I said, don't test you on it. And I ran up the stairs after him. And I said, don't test me on this. And then he went, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm, I don't want any trouble. And dived in the house, terrified. When word got around that I was speaking to former criminals, the most common question I was asked was, oh, so you're hanging out with criminals, are you? So can you get someone killed? And I would say, well, yeah, but it depends on whether Martha's available or not. And my neighbour had heard me running up the stairs shouting, don't test me on this. And she was going, my God, what did you do? What did you do? And I said, I've just challenged our, our friend and neighbour up the stairs. What I never considered is that even if I had the contacts to get someone to commit a crime for me and get revenge, that it's really not that straightforward. Crime is a job and sometimes you all have a bad day at work. Brendan was asked to drive someone to do what was supposed to be a simple job. It didn't go well. The car that we went down there in just literally shit itself. It broke down. The starter motor went in. I don't know, it would not start. We were sitting there with this geezer knocked out in the back of the car. And I was thinking, this is like going to become a problem very soon. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, you I know what I mean? up when the old bill stops you off. Yeah, if the old bill turn, or anyone stops to help us, there's someone tied up in the boot of the car. If they wake up, they're going to start banging and all that. So I said to him, like, I've rung him and he went, listen, just fucking get a car and get back here. All right. So I had about three or 400 quid on me. And I said to this geezer, I went, look, quickly, go and get the local paper and buy, let's find the car as quick as we can. Right? And, and we went, but the, I sent that off to go and get the car, yeah? And he come back with his escort, his state, with no... And I was looking at it going, oh, no. And I went to him, well, Actually, in the end, I kept that, didn't I? I don't remember, because that's what I'll give it to bit. Jenny, yeah, and she yeah. passed her test in here. Right, but I, I, I actually looked at it and I thought, fuck me, and I said to him about it, and he went, well, well, I'll just bang him on the head again. He won't he won't stick his head up. We'll just punch it hard and tell him to stay down. I miss all that out when I tell a story, because I, I miss all I know that's a good bit, but I miss all that out when and I I've tell a story. And I've had to drive home. Because I went there, was I? No, I've had to drive up the I'm fucking... Home, so I don't know about... You don't know any of these dramas. I'm just thinking, he's only sent me to do a simple job and I fucked it up, you know what I mean? I fucking <laughs> like the... <laughs> <laughs> so when we've come back in this car, and because I'd said to him, if he sticks his head up, we're fucked, yeah? So every time the geezer coughed or moved, he went, bang, yeah? And fucking just hit him. So, like, that's quite a lot of hits from Margate up to fucking South London, do you know what I mean? Anyway, then it gets to, it gets to me, and my job is to go, you know, don't do all that in court in the morning. This is not me you're going to be worried about. It's these cunts taking you away, and this is how easy it is for me to get you. By the time I'd undone, undone all this wrapping, I'll get his head out like... 100 eggs all on it where he'd bring a bonk bonk he looked like a fucking um, like something out of Star Trek you know what I mean he'd wet himself he'd had a poo and everything right by the time I've unwrapped him to say well, it's, obviously it's the wrong fucking bloke right the wrong fucking geezer who's just had all that so I've had to then keep just look wrapping back up again <laughs> we had 50 quid I had 50 quid give me 50 quid said sorry and just took him back down to the pub yeah. and 
Dropped he let him sit up, though, in the way back. Well, that's very generous of you. Didn't, didn't, they didn't let him sit, I don't think. But. No, no, he just sat up in the back of the car, but he didn't... Um... I sometimes wonder, if I did take revenge on the guy who attacked Martha, how I would have coped with life in prison. Dave first went to prison when he was 21. As with so many things, he spoke about it in a way that I really didn't expect. Everyone for a year of their life at that age, late teens, should be given a year in prison where you learn how to live with people without going bang. You're all eating the same food, you're all wearing the same clothes, you're all sleeping in the same thing, no one's better than there's no class thing. How you got to start, you learn to tolerate people. Well, same as the army. You're all eating, drinking the same day, whether you're a millionaire or not. Yeah, and he's a signalman, he's a chef, he's a thing, and each one is as important as the other one. Not because you're the best fighter, you're in charge. Yeah, all the little cogs make the big cogs work. And without the chef, or the, or the, or the radio man, or the big bridge builder, or the sniper, you're all different. You've all got to live with each other. And that teaches you how to do it. It teaches you men's disguises. When you're living with them, you know he's frightened, but the more frightened he gets, the more bigger and harder he acts. You know, some people are, try so hard not to look shy, you think he's an extrovert. Yeah? And geezers are so camp and gay that they go bodybuilding and look the scariest thing in the world. You understand what I mean? They try so much, and what happens when you come out, if you're a clever man, is you don't learn the man, you learn what the disguise is. And when you see that disguise out on the road, you know what the man's really like. Okay. You learn the disguise. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. When you see or hear that, you know what that's covering. Yeah. That's how you know him, and you think, oh. Do you understand what I mean? Do we all have a disguise? Does everyone yeah, have of course, of course, of course. And ours is behind this. <laughs> Right? You wouldn't know where I was frightened, angry, going to fuck you up, planning to kill you tomorrow. We all have a disguise, as, as do you. And the one that would know it would be someone that was in prison with you. Because he sees you 24 hours a day. Your wife sees you for 12 hours a day. But there's still eight hours a day you can be or do what you want. You'd be having an affair if you wanted to. But you're locked up in a prison with someone for a year. You learn him... You know, you know how many times a night he wanks, what he eats, what he don't eat, what, what, where he's been on holiday, what he's like when he's frightened, anxious, upset, let down, uh, nervous. You learn it. But then you see him act different when he happens to do in the morning. All right, boys? You're crying last night. In the bottom bunk, eh? You. I thought you were crying and going, mm. And he gets out in the morning, the door opens, he goes, Oi, oi, seven, oi! Fucking hell. <laughs> you learn things like that. Yeah. And then you can have your back turned and someone will go, 20 Benson, and you'll go, oh, fuck, that's a nonce. Huh? You know what I mean? You'll know the disguise, you'll know the noise. Yeah. And because they were segregated from you, you know what they look like, nonces. Because they're different and you've looked at them all day, every day for a year. You know what they are. And I don't know what it is. They've all got something the same, but you can't go, it's that. They walk different, they talk different. You can't say what it is. You can't. But there's something, and when you see it outside, you go, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, and a gay man can spot another gay man in the room, but we wouldn't know. Yeah. A heroin addict can spot another heroin addict. A murderer can spot another murderer. Like a killer, someone that can do it. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah. And they know that they've got to look. And it ain't the ones that are trying to shave their head, drive the black Range Rover, get body built so everyone can look at them. They actually know how bad they are, so they go like, Ray. That's why your nana go, 
It's a little quiet one in the corner you want to worry about. And you learn all them things. Not that it does you any good, but you learn them things. And if you're a clever, acute man, prison teaches you that. So you only ever need a year. You learn the same amount in a year as you would if you had 25 years in prison. You've got it. After a year, the rest of it just turns you into a prisoner or a re-offending prisoner because after 20 years of being in there, you're a bit fucked. You come outside and you're a bit fucked as much having 20 years in the army. When you come out of the army, 25 years, you come out and they're all like, like wandering about like kids in a foreign country. Just Yeah, you understand what I mean? Yeah. Because they have not had to think. They've taught everything up. We're telling you what time you're going to bed, what time you're getting up, what fucking you are wearing tomorrow, what you're having for breakfast, what you're having for tea, what you're having for dinner, what time you're going to bed, what time the lights are out, and that's it. And we're telling you that for 20 fucking years. So when you come home and, fuck, what clothes do I wear? Uh, what time should I get up? Uh, what do I eat for dinner? Uh, I don't have to do that. It's all been sucked out of them. And prison, after 20 years, would do that to you. That's what they called it institutionalised yeah. right, but in a year you've learnt it all I tell you what made me laugh when we got arrested once as we got to the station he went I'd like to say now I'm nothing to do with Dave Courtney He's, I'm nothing to do with him I'm no longer work for him and if anyone wants to know anything if there's a deal for me I'll tell you okay I'll tell you everything <laughs> and I just jumped in the middle of it separated us and went oh, secure the prisoner secure the... I thought I was going to kill him Right, and dragged him off. That's what he said. <laughs> I, want, I want to tell, tell you anything you want to know about anything. I'm nothing to do with Dave Courtney. I'm no longer his driver. Sorry, Dave. We're finished. Anything? <laughs> In the police station. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? <sighs> and then he went, it was freezing. It was It was snowing. And he went, can I have an extra pen on a blanket? He went, yeah, of course you can. Give it to him. And he sent out from McDonald's. And he sent him out. I've seen him going back to McDonald's. Costa coffee. Costa, yeah. Wow. Nice. No, I, I said, can I have breakfast. a blanket? He went, fuck off. And I thought he was going to Brought me a McMuffin breakfast, coffee. No, right, right, right. Nice. That's nice of them. And then I said, oh, I, I had the ump last night. I said, I'm all right now. You know what I mean? Didn't you go to jail, though, for a few months? Only a month, yeah. A month? Yeah. How, how, how was that? Because, I mean, Dave said that you can learn a lot in 12 months, so you would have... Did you learn I, anything? I, well, I actually, Tell you what you said when you come out. I've got it upstairs every, on video. Every, everyone should go to prison. You come out and went, everyone, everyone should, should, go. should go to prison. Yeah, everyone For a little while. Yeah. Don't come do out no more harm. educated. Def, definitely don't do no harm. Should definitely I've got it on video. Yeah. I've got the actual the ride home on yeah. video. I've gone and picked up my limo and all that. And on the way I'm interviewing him, I've got all that. How, how did you survive? Because I can see how Dave Courtney might survive, but how does... Well, this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're, you're more of a court jester in prison than anything else, if you're clever. Otherwise, you've got to go with that, that group, that group, that group, that group, or that group, or that group, and each group has got a reason to get beat up for. If you're the court jester, you can be with every, anyone. But the, I mean, the first night I went in there, they put me in a cell with two big, muscly steroid geezers who were done for macheting people, proper absolute nutters. And the first thing I said is, I went, listen, don't get up, mate. I'll have this one over here. And they both looked at me as, and then they did start laughing. I went, no, nah, you stay where you are. I don't want to put anyone to any trouble. I'll just fucking, um, I'll creep in here. 
And they just looked at me and knew I was just being a funny cunt, do you know what I mean? And then I started making them laugh and they went, what are you in for? And then I went, done a traffic warden. Didn't say I spat at her, just went, done a traffic warden. They went, oh, fucking proper goozer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, as long as you made everyone laugh, and like you weren't crying and going oh, anything like that, you know what I mean. You just went in there. I mean, I thought to be honest, I couldn't complain about it. The food was good. In ten years of speaking to people who've been on the wrong side of the law, Brendan is the first person I've ever heard say that prison food is good. I sent him in a rope ladder. Did I told you that? No, I, I sent as a joke. I sent him in a rope ladder. Proper rope ladder out of that. And he yeah, said, st- "Stand it in a bowl said, of water." Stand it in a bowl of water, and it go gross on as a thing. And they took that on as, you know, they've come in and nicked him, searched his cell, done it as an escape attempt. I'd nicked a load of blankets, right, so as I could use them as curtains. Yeah, and I had one. I didn't on the know floor. they were going to do that. I thought they were all laughing. They didn't. Yeah, I had one on the floor as a carpet. Do you know what I mean? But I'd, when I was going while I passed this washing thing, I used to nick one of the blankets. So then I used to get me breakfast bowls. And they were plastic. I'd squeeze them in between the bars and put that up and you've got a curtain. So the worst thing in prison is at night, the light's shining in on you. If you yeah. I like going to sleep in the dark. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me, this is a real problem. So I managed to do that. And then I had another one. I had a blanket on the floor which shows my feet didn't get cold, you know what I mean? So I was quite comfortable. I'll come back one day and my whole cell's been fucking turned over and robbed. And they went, we take escape attempts very serious. And I went, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the, the, they get the letter f- and have it for a day and then you get it the day after. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So I got it the day after. And when I read it, I thought, oh, you cunts. You know what I mean? That's what I sent it a um, special delivery, which meant he has to sign it. So when I got it all, and they come down, you've got to sign for this rope ladder, but we're not giving it to you, obviously, yeah? But you've got to sign for it. Your mate sent it to you. Wow. But, yeah, I didn't think it was... I thought prison was fair enough, really. You, your food was fucking hell. I ate better food in there than I did outside sometimes. Got a colour telly in the cell. Well, how old is that? You've got a toilet in the cell, a colour telly, they give you a kettle, as much tea and coffee as you want. Yeah, in and the he cell. could quite easily lie in bed all day and all night. I can't do that. I'm a potterer, you know what I mean? He can't he could quite easily and sleep if he if we did if we wanted to, he could go sleep all day and still sleep in the night. And I'm like, You lucky you can't, so he just didn't get out of bed. You can't upset anyone if you're lying there, can you? Oh, that's, yeah. I used to go to do the education thing, like it was overwork or education, I thought. Well, weren't they in that day then? <laughs> what? Well, what did you learn education-wise? Not, nothing, I only went down to watch <laughs> Only Fools and Horses. That's what they used to do for your English lesson, they'd done Only Fools and Horses. Put on a video of Only Fools and Horses, that was it. But you speak that language anyway. <laughs> so. Well, no one really give a fuck in the prison, did they? You know what I mean? Your education was actually really funny, because no one... The funniest thing we had in there was this bird was on about doing public speaking, yeah, and there was a load of black guys in the thing with me, and um, really? she went, now, have any of you heard of a chap called Martin Luther King? <laughs> and they went, yeah, fuck that shit, that cunt got shot for that, so we ain't interested in learning nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's horrific in prison now, it's really scary now because of the Muslim problem. 
Yeah, because most what's happened is this. They can't fuck religion in there. And Muslim and religion don't tell... Religion is not supposed to make any um, perception of the person, right? Whether you're a rapist or a nonce or whatever, you know. And all these loners, like these odd bods, these freaks, these rapists, these child molesters, these flashers, these nonce, creepy, horrible people who would never have a friend in the world and get beat up every day in prison just for being them, right? All they now do is go, I want to turn Muslim, please. Right? That second, they have changed the name on a bit of cardboard. Not Church of England. Muslim. You get the white thing to wear to show everyone that you are now Muslim and... No one will ever beat you up again because if anyone tries to, all the other blokes with white piss on the head will run over and save you. So they've now, the whole prison system is now Muslim. Yeah. Right? Full of people that really are loners and have never had a mate in their life. You wouldn't want to know the person who makes you go, ugh, sitting next to him in a church, but they've all got a white hat on. So no one ever beats them up again. They're actually walking around like that now, you know, firm-handed. Fucking mental. 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 I don't think I'd survive. I think I'd struggle. Don't know what I would. No, you'd adapt. You're a bit of a comedian. You would, you would adapt. You would, um, it's, it's not as hard. No, it's, it's not as hard. Oh, no as one gets it. raped and all that. You don't get beat up for, you know, you would, you would adapt. You would... Stay in your cell a lot, <coughs> a little bit of reading. Right? You'd get on with most people that you bothered to actually talk to, but if you want to go out there and start putting yourself about, now you're going to make some enemies. Or do you want to just stay in your cell, go out when you have to, just let this year go past as quick as possible, please. You know, hopefully the two people in your cell that you've got to live with 24 hours a day ain't um, heroin addicts that are going up getting their gear and twice a day. Yeah, getting the medicine and all that. Yeah. Right their heads or... You know, bodybuilder that's anti, anti comedian. You know, it won't happen. You, know, you understand what I mean? You're not a threat to anyone yeah. or any group. That's, that's what. That's how they. That's how they look at. It. They're a bit Neanderthal. You're not a threat to the Muslims, to the hard nuts, to North London, South London, to the Rusters. To you're not a threat to anyone. Yeah, you might be easy pickings for someone who just wants to go and whack someone for nothing, knowing you ain't going to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, and for that, the more you're out of your cell, the more chance you've got to get in it. The more you're in your cell, which will suit you quite down the, down the ground, you could, you could get away with it. You could, you could do a little 24 months and, and not get in any trouble whatsoever. You understand what I mean? It ain't hard. It ain't hard. You know, and the, the amount of people that goes, oh, I'd never handle prison. Well, you don't know. You don't get the chance to not handle prison. You know, something happened last night. You punch someone or, or such, you hit someone in your car, he had a crash and died, and you don't get bail and you're doing prison in the morning. It's not, you are doing it. It's not, I couldn't handle it. I won't do right? Oh, I think you can adapt if you have to. Yeah, yeah, cool. Everyone has to. Yeah, I'm sure. Some adapt better than others. Mm. I don't think I could, I don't think I could, um, uh, you know, run a prison shop or get someone to bring drugs in so I could sell no, no, any no. of that stuff. No. I think I'd probably just... <laughs> no, I don't do, believe it either. Uh, no, but then I'd, I wouldn't want... I'd... No, you'd get your own little group of people like yourself that ain't really criminals and, and you 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 slowly suss each other out. The hard nuts hang around, the hard nuts are blacks hang around, the blacks are puffs hang around, the puffs. 
you know, the, the Muslims out there, the Muslims, yeah. and the normal people that really shouldn't be there, but a little bit of bad luck, you know, and you normally end up panning up together. So you'll have three mates that. Well, they're like a reading club or something. Yeah, well, but I'm not saying that, but you understand what I mean? It's just. No, I know, you know what I'm saying. Mean. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. You'll find another, another mat. Yeah, absolutely. No. I also wonder if I could stand up for myself if I really had to. You so, need venom. Yeah. And they, you, you haven't got venom in you at all. Well, you know, when, if someone come in and you caught as you went home tonight and you come indoors and two big bodybuilding hard nuts were raping your missus, I promise you, I promise you, because of that, you would run in there and beat the crap out of both of them, I promise you, because you get an extra, it's being able to call upon that whenever you want and make it happen when you want to, not yeah. when there's only someone raping your missus. Yeah, I get it. Do you understand what I mean? Like, Usain Bolt can call up that, I want to run fast now. I can't, but if you had a blue light flashing behind me and a fucking Alsatian hanging off my Levi's, I'd run 100 <laughs> yards quicker than I've ever fucking run in my life. If you ask me to do it tomorrow, with no blue light flashing, I'm shit. <laughs> huh? right. but, but professionals can call that up at will. Absolutely. And that's what good fighters are. Oh, yeah. They can put, put up that, that demonstration you'd do if someone was a raping your missus and you're like, you can't, you wouldn't even think it, I can't rap properly. Yeah, you're a big fucking, you're a unit, yeah, with the ump. Yeah, with, but you need the, you, but you need, need to have it, the You need to have so much pumped in oh, you. Yeah, yeah but then you've got a fucking six foot, yeah. 18 stone fucking geezer yeah. running at you like a windmill. You're in trouble, mate. Oh, yeah, but, but it takes a lot though. It takes extreme circumstances where yeah. as a boxers, yeah, they're right. able to... They're able to call that, call that up. Yeah, and um, at, at will. Yeah. That's the difference. When I first went to Dave's house, I wore a big leather jacket. And Dave was right when he told me that they were part of my disguise. I know you are. But also, as well, you did say to me one day when I was sitting, this is about two years. Yeah, your leather coat you, was your disguise. Yeah, the leather coat was a disguise, yeah. for one thing. But, but you said to me, why do you wear that? And I said, I like it. And you went, no, you don't. You look like a cunt. Which I thought was, you know, I told my missus I thought she was going to die of laughter, you know. <laughs> no, and when he wasn't being mean, he was being nice. But and I thought, and I said to him, I, I, I can't wear these anymore because he's right, and, it, and and that's why I'm asking you. And you said to him one day, and you pretend that you're stupid, and you're not. You're watching everything, and your brain works very well. But we know people with them coats, yeah, and they are all the same, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, they wear them to be they, listen, you get them, gangster or yeah, you get them with them coats you get the ones with a tattoo on the face you get the bodybuilders they're all yeah. categorised you can put them in all pigeonholes can't you yeah. Dave the, the whole set of them Yeah. so did you pigeonhole me as that then did you think God he thinks he's no like, no I knew I knew you wasn't now after talking to you which made me ask why do you wear the coat yeah. because it won't you it won't you yeah. you know like people wear it to look gangster or I don't know, they, I don't know what they think the big long black leather, I don't know what they think it's own, it looks, I don't know. But well, it weren't you, you're a nice guy. You said you're not me, actually trying to be anything other than a nice guy. You said to me, you're too big to hide. And I just, I, and I walked home with it in my head. I could hear your voice in my head, going, you're too big to hide, what are you hiding from? And I was at the train station and I was thinking, no, he's, he's right. And I, and I took, took the coat off. <laughs> no, I know it's stupid. I'm just being no, honest. Stupid. And I took it off, and I just walked under my like that, and I went home. And I said to the missus, "I'm going to get rid of these." 
I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to myself. No, I actually like trilbies, but I can't wear a black trilby. <laughs> I, I wouldn't let him do it. Because they think I, I actually quite like it. I think I've got a good egg for it. Tell by some of your previous videos, though. Why don't you shut your mouth? <laughs> I, I can't put it on because they've been trying to be a fucking gangster. You know what I mean? It would look. No, I'll tell you what was funny, Matt. There's a video of him in Not 1992, you, right? Or 1990 when he's doing that fucking Bermondsey boy. When he's wearing a trilby, yeah? Or or a, uh, what's that one? A fedora, is it? Fedora, yeah. Right, that, that, that um, Indiana Jones wore. He's got one of them on. And um, fucking cycling shorts. Like recycling shorts. Yeah? <laughs> that is a look. That raving. Many people, that raving, right? Yeah, not many people could have pulled off. Yeah. And I weren't putting it off. <laughs> no, he weren't. If I'm honest. I thought I weren't. I was sitting in the park. <laughs> sitting in the park. <laughs> on Sunday, I'm not a big fedora on and him. Black trilby. Yeah. It looked good. Big cigar. <laughs> and a pair of cycling shorts. Black, black t shirt. <laughs> and black cycling shorts. And Sammy. Everyone had shorts on and it was all at the park. You know what I mean? So we've all made some fashion errors over the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my worst one. Thanks for remembering that, Brent. That is the end of episode two. Thank you very much for listening. You know where to find me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Price Comedy and the website is conversationswithcriminals.com. I really appreciate your support. You can do me a favor, leave a review on iTunes, leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. It's all very, very much appreciated. And I will be back with episode three very soon.